Thanks for tuning in on Apple or Spotify to listen to another brand new episode of The Eye Test. Before we start the show, please take five seconds to leave a review. Since we don't sell you anything, this is the best way to help us grow. We would really appreciate it. Thanks again, and enjoy the episode. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Eye Test. I'm here with Bobby and Paul, and today we're continuing on with the hot seat, but we're going to be putting Bob in the hot seat, answering some some spicy questions from Paul and I. And it looks like Bob needs to shave. What's what's up with that, Bob? <laughs> I was told on one of our YouTube video comments that we need to shave, so I shaved just for this episode. I got a nice. little bit of a, a trim today. Shout out to that guy, though. He did like our video, so we do he appreciate did. him checking us out. And uh, Paul Orlando, the hash and stack combo, please explain. Know it. Dunkin' well, Donuts reference? My... I'm sorry? Dunkin' Donuts reference? No, hash and stack is just like one of my favorite. You've never had a combo like that at the diner? You get corned beef, corned beef hash, <clears throat> Paul, corned beef you... hash with eggs and a what? short stack of pancakes and hash what browns? 45 you sound like an alcoholic <laughs> <laughs> no bro i just like good combos at diners sue john, john, me. <laughs> john why don't you explain yours um yeah well, anyone should be in question <laughs> well that's why i was trying to gaslight you guys i thought we were just gonna all right so uh hot seat episodes guys start guys um <laughs> No, you know, I mean, I am low-key scared of Bob. Like, every week when I see that I have to play against him, I'm, like, over-analyzing everything. I'm, like, trying to really play chess with Bob. <laughs> and it's worked. It hasn't. Majority of the time, it hasn't. Um, as of late, it has worked. So it, maybe I can just keep this momentum rolling. Did beat me in the playoffs last year. Yeah, thanks mm-hmm. to my defense. Yep, yep. Anyway... Uh, Bob, how you feeling? You ready to go in the hot seat? Oh, I'm ready. Nice and warmed up. All right. All right. Paul, you did very well uh, yesterday. If you guys Thank are you. just tuning in, go ahead. Watch Paul go in the hot seat. He absolutely murdered it. Thank you. Yes. I'm sure Bob will do just as well. Eh, we'll see. We'll see. I'll go first since um, I did not go first for Paul's. Bob, you ready? I'm ready. All right, the theme, just like I had a theme for Paul, I got a theme for you. The theme for your questions are, is top of the draft. Okay. Right? You, you're, in, you're in the top of the draft. All, All right. right. So first question, you have the first overall pick. Oh. Are you drafting Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase? It is a very heated debate right now in the fantasy community. Who are you going with? Well, first, I would just like to thank the fantasy committee for electing me to hold this position. I am truly honored, and I'm just happy to be here. Very grateful. But I will get to your question now. Not going to stall too much, like my counterpart, Paul. So, Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson at the 1-1? For me, it's pretty easy. I'm going to pick Justin Jefferson. And really, the only thing that kind of separates Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, aside from Justin Jefferson just having a much better season last year because Jamar Chase got hurt, is that Joe Burrow's hurt right now. So that leaves you're kind of splitting hairs between guys at the top of the draft. And for me, that's the hair I have to split. 
Joe Burrow's hurt, leaves a little bit of a doubt with Jamar Chase. So I'm picking Justin Jefferson. He had a great year last year, wide receiver one, and there's no reason to think that he can't do it again. Very well. You heard it here first, folks. You got the one one. Yeah. Take Jettas. Yeah. And with but with that being said, though, like I don't think he like any of us would be surprised if at the end of the year Jamar Chase is the wide receiver one. No. If he's healthy, I honestly like, if he's healthy, if we're assuming health all year long for these guys, I my prediction is that Jamar Chase actually does finish the year as the wide receiver one. But I'm taking yeah. Justin Jefferson at the one one. Yeah, I think I think Jefferson at the one one is the smart pick. Um, but like Bob said, it's splitting hairs. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. If Jamar Chase is a wide receiver one, you know, both really good, talented players. A lot of it depends on quarterback play. All right, Paul, fire away. All right. Hit him in the gut. Hit him in the gut. Come on. Give me something difficult, man. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So for those of you, if you didn't see, I forget what video it was, but Bob is very high on Darren Waller. I am here. I am. Uh, yes, so, three players you must draft to dominate your fantasy league. Yes, three players. Darren Waller was up there. So, Bob, I'm going to give you a scenario in your draft here, okay? Okay. You miss out on a top five tight end, but you see Darren Waller sitting there in the sixth, and he gets sniped right oh. before you were ready to prime to grab him there. What are you going to do? So realistic. Yes, so you passed on Travis Kelsey in the first. You passed on Andrews. You passed on Hawkinson. You were putting a lot of your... A lot of your money in on Darren Waller this year, and unfortunately, primetime juice 72 took him right <laughs> before you were ready to grab him. What round are you going to address the tight end, and where do you go from here? Um, Great question. I, I, that is a great question. And thank you for being here, Paul. I'm happy to answer these questions for you, as I'm always. I'm to be here with you, Bob. You've done a great, you've done a great job in the last couple of years. No one more deserving that seat than you. Thank you. But to answer your question, I think for me, after Darren Waller, it's pretty much a tear break. And at that point, I'm waiting till maybe not my last pick before I start picking kickers and defenses. But I'm going to be looking like bottom of the barrel values. We're talking guys like Greg Dulcich, Tyler Higby, guys that either have big Maybe I'm not as high on him now with the addition of Hopkins in that Same. offense. And we Same. already know that the offense is going to be running through Derek Henry, but I'm looking at guys like Tyler Higby who have performed in the past and have had top five tight end finishes or a guy like Greg Dulcich who finished the year really well last year. And maybe now with a revamped Broncos offense could continue to break out even more. So I wouldn't be drafting a tight end in like say the seventh round or the eighth round. I'm looking like maybe like ninth, 10th round type deals at that point. Gotcha. Yeah. That's a big, uh, Dalton Schultz territory. Yeah. I'm, if I mean, I like, you. I, I have him in dynasty. I do like him, but I wouldn't be, he wouldn't be a target for me in redraft in like, you know, the seventh or eighth round. I'd rather just, wait another round or two and grab, you know, a guy like Higby or Dulcich or something like that. I think you bring up a good point, Bob. Like everyone has their top tier tight ends, really like the two of them, uh, Andrews and Kelsey. And then if they don't get them, it's like, all right, we'll see if uh, like the Dallas Goddard's fall to me or the Wallers. Once they go, it is not beneficial to just 
fill your tight end position. No. Like you have to abort. You got to just start stacking up your bench with running backs and wide receivers. Um, and then just get that later tight end. There's not a difference that much between points of a tight end six or seven and the tight end 12. I and mean, we're talking uh, two games worth of points, maybe, you know, 15 yeah. points or something. All right, Bob, again, we're sticking with top of the draft. This will be a little bit harder than the first one. Okay. So you've opted to go with the zero running back strategy, which if you need any help with uh, what your team could look like, you could go look at my most recent TikTok and Instagram of what <laughs> team you could have with the zero running back strategy. Now you're doing this strategy, but again, you're top of the draft. We'll say you're the one, one still Aaron Jones falls to you in the late fourth round. That's very, so that's the last pick. Last that's very round. late. That's Fourth extremely well. late. It's about a full round's worth of falling that Aaron Jones does. Do you abort your plan of zero running back strategy and take Aaron Jones? Or do you draft somebody else at or near that range? And it could be any position. Listen, guys, you guys know me. I'm a businessman first. I like identifying value. And it would be criminal. I did, never would anticipate that this actually happens in a real draft, but let's say it does. Cause I believe Aaron Jones is going probably mid to early fourth, something like that. Correct. Yeah. He was going around like four, two to me this morning when I was doing a mock. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if I can get him at the four twelve, I'm completely abandoning my strategy and taking him because I actually am pretty high on him this year. So if you could get him basically, a half round later than his ADP. I'm taking that all day. You just can't pass up that value at that point. And I don't really think the wide receivers in that range, like all the guys that, you know, could potentially be really good this year. Maybe guys like Jerry Judy, I believe he'd be off the board at that point. And then you're maybe looking at guys like, you know, Drake London, who I'm, it's a toss up at that point. I'd rather take a guy that I know is going to get volume and that has a history of producing even especially in a Green Bay offense that I anticipate to be running the ball even more with Jordan Love quarterbacking the team. All right. Pro Aaron Jones. Bobby Pro Amendola. Aaron Jones. Pro value Aaron Jones. I am too. And it looks like Jordan Love is actually doing very well in training camp. Obviously, got to see how he performs in regular season, but um I think he's going to do okay. I think he'll be a quarterback I, 15. Yeah. Aaron Jones has apparently not missed a beat in training camp. <laughs> Ooh. Kind of like me at uh, when I'm freestyling with the boys at 3 in the morning. Yeah, Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah, AJ, exactly. AJ Dillon is reportedly heated and motivated to snag that RB1 job from Aaron Jones. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All, All right, right, Paul, how about you How about you wrap us up, big guy? Sure. Jeez. So, buddy. I'd love to. So you guys see here my, uh, what's that little called, thing called? My little side name? My little uh, um, subtitle? Sub yeah. name. Yeah, my little sub name is Hash and Stack Combo, please. Because one of my questions has to do with stacks, but not in the way that you believe. No, Bob, this is not about a QB wide receiver stack. We are talking about the often avoided wide receiver running back stack. Oh, that is wow. right. Ooh, he would yes. never. So I Bob, would never. <laughs> yes. Gun to your head. Who do you believe? And 
please make it someone that you can realistically get together. I'm not talking about like a, um, oh God, I can't even really. Tyreek and Waddle. No, this is a wide receiver running back stack. Oh, okay. Then uh, Chubb and Amari Cooper back. you could get. Yeah. That's so like you one. can actually really get probably all of them if you really, really wanted yeah. to. All right. So, Bob, is there any current wide receiver running back stack that you are actively targeting? And if not, who do you think would be suffice? What combo would be good for a fantasy team? Did that come out? John's looking at me like I have three heads. No, uh, I, no. Like, what combo would suffice? I think like, you, what, you just, yeah. yeah. What would be your favorite combo that well, you would To answer your first question, I think, no, I am not actively looking for a wide receiver and running back that are on the same team. I just don't believe in that philosophically from a fantasy football standpoint. But gun to my head, if I had to choose... First one that comes to my mind is Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen. Uh, two guys with massive PPR upside. Two guys that could easily produce top 12 numbers as well. And an offense that is probably going to improve compared to last year. So those are the two names that jump off the page to me. Austin Eckler, you would probably have to get, you know, within the first like five to seven picks. And then you could realistically probably get Keenan Allen and, you know, early to mid third round or something like that. So combine that with a guy that you get in the second round, maybe, you know, you go Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, or you go Austin Eckler and I don't know. Yeah. Pollard. You're probably looking at more at a running back at that point. So, you know, that's a pretty good start. You know, Keenan Allen has shown that he could be a wide receiver one when he's healthy. I don't know. I just, you guys know I have an infatuation with Keenan Allen in fantasy football. So that's probably why it just came to me. What do you guys think? Um, I mean, I kind of like that one. Maybe like, um, Tyreek Hill and then like late in the round, like a Devin Achain type of thing. Hmm. The, f- the first one that came to my mind was um, if I could get Jamar Chase and then maybe go Joe Mixon okay. in, in the late fourth, that would probably be... I mean, Nick Chubb Amari Cooper doesn't sound bad on paper either. You could also do uh, CD at like the 111 and then Pollard early second. Yeah. I, they're just too close together for me. Yeah, exactly. I want them to have some distance apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would um, be a little sus. Definitely would yeah. be let's, stuck. Let's uh, not forget the um, most infamous stack of last year's redraft league of Aaron, oh of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Oh, my God. I the forgot one, about running back that. one and two on Masano's team. That's it. <laughs> that's that's egregious. And to think that he asked to be on this podcast making that kind of move. Yeah. <laughs> he, he literally well, drafted if we're, go- if we're going if, if questionable fantasy draft picks is the qualifier for being on this podcast i do not belong on this podcast. <laughs> drafting clyde edwards elair in my first round three years ago i think we've all taken stabs we regret mine was antonio gibson two years ago in the first round whoa Bob, bob's was alan robinson last year yeah yes well that wasn't in our league though oh 
That I did that in a separate redraft league. I believe I took him and like I made a lot of mistakes in that redraft league. For some reason in our redraft league, I just hone in. I focus my focus is yeah. so much greater. It's because you know us. Like you don't want to yeah. let you don't want to let yourself down in front of us. Thinking out I mean, Keenan Allen was a really rough pick last year in the third round because he pretty much didn't play the entire season. I don't think I've made any like egregious picks off the top of my head due to performance, but obviously injuries come all the time. Mm. All right, Bob, I think you did a, just as good as a job as Paul. Yeah. Well done. Well done. I feel like I composed myself pretty well. Yeah. yeah. Up Very next well. tomorrow, I'm going to be, unfortunately <laughs> seated in the hot seat, Johnny. And you guys are going to ask me some very uh, tough questions. Poignant question. I'm excited. Yeah, poignant. Very good word. Like that. All right. Well, you guys know what to do. Like this video. Subscribe to our channel. Check us out tomorrow where I'm in the hot seat. See you tomorrow. Peace. Peace.